0: Vice President Kamala Harris in Japan as tensions rise in the Indo-Pacific. Democrats and Republicans sounding fresh alarms over China. We look into a letter sent to the president's desk from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senator Chuck Schumer. Facebook taking down over 80 accounts from China. New details say the move involves the upcoming U.S. midterm elections. A war on beef. Why is American beef getting sent to China, while Americans unknowingly consume meat from
1: elsewhere? They think that they are eating USDA prime beef that is from U.S. You know, territory or U.S. soil, but it usually isn't.
0: And a note from the Solomon Islands, reportedly saying it won't sign onto a U.S. security deal, prompting concern over the nation's ties to China. Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. China is undermining the international rules-based order. That's according to U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris on Wednesday during a visit to Japan. HintiD's Chenny Wu has the details.
2: Vice President Kamala Harris delivered a speech aboard the USS Howard Naval ship at Japan's Yokosuka Naval Base Wednesday.
0: China has challenged the freedom of the seas. China has flexed its military and economic might to coerce and intimidate
2: its neighbors. She called China's behavior in the East China Sea, South China Sea and Taiwan Strait disturbing and pledged to deepen unofficial ties with Taiwan.
0: The United States believes that peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait is an essential feature of a free and open Indo-Pacific. And we will continue to fly, sail, and operate undaunted and unafraid wherever and whenever international law allows.
2: Harris is in the region to lead a presidential delegation for the state funeral of former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, and to meet with government officials from Japan, South Korea, and Australia. After Japan, she'll travel to South Korea, where she's expected to visit the demilitarization zone between North Korea and South Korea. Chenny Wu, NTD News.
0: Military action in North Korea. The country fired two short-range ballistic missiles off its east coast on Wednesday, just a day before U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris is set to arrive in Seoul. That's according to South Korea's military. The launch went off as a U.S. aircraft carrier and its strike group arrived in South Korea for joint military exercises. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff said the North's provocations will further strengthen U.S. and South Korean deterrence. Following a stop in Japan, BP Harris will visit the heavily fortified Korean demilitarized zone on Thursday. Alarms are going off in Washington, and they're all about China. Lawmakers from both sides of the aisle have sent letters to the Biden administration about their concerns. NDD's Iristown has more.
3: Ramping up oversight of U.S. investments going into China. That's what lawmakers, including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, are urging President Biden to do in a Tuesday letter. Congress has been considering legislation that would give the U.S. government new powers to bar billions of dollars in investments from going to China. But the proposal was stripped from the CHIPS Act passed in August. And now it still awaits further negotiations. But lawmakers say our national security cannot afford to wait. Citing an urgent need to protect supply chains and intellectual property. And thus, as 51 Republican lawmakers also sent a letter this week warning the administration of Chinese threats, their focus, meanwhile, is on China buying up American farmland. Lawmakers, led by Congressman Carlos Jimenez, point to a Chinese manufacturer's acquisition of land just miles away from a U.S. Air Force base in North Dakota. And as these purchases raise red flags on the Hill, lawmakers are introducing legislation to ban foreign adversaries from buying land anywhere near U.S. military bases, though further actions are needed to make that into law. Reporting in Washington, D.C., Iris Tao, NTD News.
0: In other news, China is reportedly meddling in the upcoming U.S. midterm elections. Tech company and Facebook owner Meta says it removed fake China-based accounts targeting Americans with political content. NTD's Jeremy Sandberg has more on Meta's findings.
4: Meta's social media platforms Facebook and Instagram took down a network of around 80 Chinese accounts involved in what company executives say was a political influence operation. They say the China-based propaganda operation was the first one they knew about and disrupted that focused on targeting users in the United States ahead of November's midterm elections. Meta reported the fake accounts posed as both liberal and conservative Americans in different states. The accounts posted political memes and commented on public figures' posts. The operation pushed messages on issues like gun rights and abortion. Meta gave one example of an account commenting on a Facebook post by Republican Senator Marco Rubio, asking him to stop gun violence and using the hashtag RubioChildrenKiller. Most of the accounts were active from November 2021. The network was also active on Twitter. A Twitter spokesperson says the company is aware of Meta's report and has also taken down the accounts. Meta says the same network also set up fake accounts posing as people in the Czech Republic, criticizing the Czech government on its approach to China. An executive from Meta says they do not have enough evidence to say who in China was behind the activity, but that the accounts stuck to a shift pattern that coincided with a 9-to-5, Monday-to-Friday work schedule during working hours in China. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News.
0: The Biden administration is working to rally Pacific Island leaders, but this week that effort met with a setback. That's as the Solomon Islands reportedly said it would not sign a joint declaration the U.S. will soon unveil. President Biden is hosting a dozen of leaders from Pacific countries on Wednesday and Thursday. The forum is the first of its kind and comes as Washington and the Chinese regime compete for influence in the region. Beijing has made major advances in recent years. The Solomon Islands broke its long-standing diplomatic ties with Taiwan in 2019. Earlier this year, the nation struck a security pact with the Chinese Communist regime. That deal allows more Chinese security presence in the country. It stoked fear in the West that China may eventually operate a military base there, just a thousand miles from Australia's coast. According to Reuters, the Solomon Islands sent a note to the Pacific Islands Forum, telling other members it would not sign the U.S.-proposed declaration and that it needs more time to consider the matter. The Chinese yuan has hit a record low against the U.S. dollar. The internationally traded yuan is at its lowest since data first became available in 2011. On the other hand, the dollar continues to surge. Investors tend to see the U.S. currency as a safe haven for their money in turbulent times. The Yuan fell past the $7 per dollar line last week, a threshold Chinese officials have been trying to uphold in the past decade. They've only allowed the Yuan to cross the line during especially trying times for the economy, during Trump's trade war and the beginning of the pandemic, for example. A weaker Yuan makes Chinese goods cheaper and more attractive for international consumers. In the past, the U.S. has accused the Chinese regime of intentionally devaluing its currency. That's to boost exports and make imports from the U.S. more expensive. News of the record low comes as China's economic growth looks increasingly dim. The World Bank expects Chinese growth to lag behind the rest of Asia for the first time since 1990. It's largely blamed on the regime's zero-COVID-19 policy and China's real estate crisis. TikTok is hammering out a plan with U.S. lawmakers. The short-form video-sharing app may be able to change its security policies without requiring its Chinese parent company, ByteDance, to sell it. The New York Times reported Monday that TikTok and the Biden administration have drafted a preliminary agreement. It's to resolve national security concerns. But the terms aren't settled yet. A TikTok spokesperson declined to comment on the report, but said the company was confident about being able to fully satisfy all reasonable U.S. national security concerns. It's been over two years since a U.S. national security panel ordered ByteDance to sever ties to TikTok. That's because of fears that U.S. user data could be passed on to China's communist regime. TikTok has more than a billion monthly active users. It counts the United States as its largest market. TikTok could face a $29 million fine over a possible breach of the U.K.'s data protection law. That's by failing to protect children's privacy when they are using the video sharing platform. The UK Information Commissioner's office said TikTok may have processed the data of children under 13 without appropriate parental consent. It also said TikTok may have failed to provide transparent, easily understood information to its users. The office said its findings are not final, and that it will consider any representations from TikTok before making a final decision. The government is pushing through its online safety bill, which requires technology companies to protect children from harmful content. Back on the military front, the UK is joining a number of extended military drills. The training involves multiple nations in the Indo-Pacific, including Australia, Japan and South Korea. According to the UK's Royal Air Forces, or RAF, the exercises will run until December, as part of the UK's continued focus on the Indo-Pacific region. Four RAF Typhoon fighters and one air-to-air refueling aircraft traveled to Australia. There, they'll participate in exercise pitch black in Darwin. The jets join other aircraft from 17 countries. The deployment comes as the Royal Navy celebrates one year of permanent aircraft carrier presence in the region. UK Defence Secretary Ben Wallace said the long-term deployment demonstrates the UK's commitment to maintaining its historical ties to the region. The increased engagement follows former Prime Minister Boris Johnson's announcement last year that the country's vision is to deeply engage with the Indo-Pacific in support of trade, shared security and shared values by 2030. Coming up, a war on beef. Why is Texas-raised beef being sold to China while Texans consume beef from other countries? Plus, the latest on the race of artificial intelligence dominance between two superpowers, the U.S. and China. Who's further ahead in the game? We hear from John Moody, former executive vice president of Fox News, after the break. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. A rancher in Texas says a war on beef is happening right in his backyard. He explains how American beef is being fed to China while Americans have been unknowingly eating beef from other places like South America and Africa. And NTD's Jason Perry has the story.
1: They think that they are eating USDA prime beef that is from U.S., you know, Territory or U.S. soil, but it usually isn't. Cattleman
4: Texas Slim explains how major global food processors control the processing and distribution of beef. He says Americans are being eliminated from market access to the
1: beef because it's sold to the highest bidder. That's usually China. That's usually, uh, you know, South Korea, the Asian countries, Japan, Europe. And so, in the end, you can have like Texas raised beef that is actually being sold to China. And then you have beef that's being uh, basically raised in either South America or Africa. And that's actually what the beef the te- Texans and the citizens of Texas are eating. And that's scaled down for, you know, people can understand better.
4: And as the global food industry ships, America. American beef to other countries in the world. Texas Slim says there's also another plan.
1: And they're introducing this fake commodity, which is the fake meat industry that they've been working on for a good decade. They have technology behind it. They have they have a hundred billion dollar marketing plan behind it, and you can see it creeping into everybody's purview as far as you know mainstream media. You know the the saying that the the cow is bad for the environment. He says profits are the main driving force behind it, not nutrition you know, I call it the harvest of deception. They can cover those up and say, hey, you're a good citizen by, you know, eating this way. Look how clean and healthy it is. But actually it's some of the most toxic food that you could be consuming. Then he offered some advice. The best thing you can do is just know where your food comes from. The more words it has on a package, you know, I ain't buying it. And I, I eat food that doesn't have words on the package, but it takes a while to get there and some relationship building. Texas Slim is the founder
4: of the Beef Initiative, which helps connect customers with ranchers in their area to have local beef delivered to their doorstep. You can watch the full interview on The Nation Speaks with Cindy Drewcare on NTD.com or Epic TV. Jason Perry, NTD News. Britain's Imperial College will close two major
0: research centers. According to British media earlier this month, both are sponsored by Chinese aerospace and defense companies. This comes as relations continue to sour between China and the West and amid a crackdown on academic collaboration with China. NTD's Kevin Hogan has more on that.
4: Both centers have had long-running partnerships with China's leading civilian and military aviation supplier. Combined, they have garnered almost $10 million in research funding for cutting-edge aerospace materials, high-performance batteries, and jet engine components. The centers said their goal is to advance civilian aerospace technologies, but critics have repeatedly warned that the research could also advance China's military ambitions
0: next news on china's now infamous real estate giant evergrand group the company is reportedly teaming up with a real estate firm owned by china's shenzhen city together they are set to complete four property developments in the chinese tech hub that's according to a joint statement released by the two companies on monday following instructions laid out by local authorities evergrand has introduced the shenzhen longan Anchen investment company into four developments all of them situated in Shenzhen's Longan District. They say the state-owned firm will help with product construction to ensure homes will be delivered to buyers. Evergrande made a similar promise earlier this month, saying that construction of all projects across China will resume by the end of September. That's after the developer failed to meet an earlier deadline. Carrying over $300 billion in debt, Evergrande was forced to suspend the construction of many projects late last year. As of mid-September, the company said nearly 20% of those projects had not resumed construction. A race for dominance in artificial intelligence between the U.S. and China. But which superpower is further ahead of the game? Plus, Facebook's metaverse has been billed as an escape from the miseries of real life. But does it come with cybersecurity concerns? We tap John Moody, former executive vice president of Fox News, for Insight. John, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you on the show.
5: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: It seems nowadays the information age has really changed and there's a race for, say, AI, quantum computing, semiconductors are in the news a lot. And you have a new book out called The World We Wish that just came out and kind of covers that race between the two superpowers, especially the U.S. and China. So tell us about your book.
5: Well, uh, it's it's a race, I guess, between China and the United States. But China is running full speed and the United States is hobbling along as though it has a sore leg. Um, China's way ahead of the United States in AI research and in the applications of artificial intelligence. Uh, and this book is sort of a warning to readers uh, and and your viewers that um that we better do something fast before China just just gets too far ahead of us that we can't never catch up.
0: And it seems one area you touch on in the book is the metaverse and there's been a lot of news about how that's coming along I think uh, Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook is really pushing that change the whole company to be named meta um, and you kind of argue how through that China can not only collect Americans data but also eventually control them so what are you kind of seeing in this realm especially as it plays out going ahead?
5: Well, we we began by talking about artificial intelligence and the huge advantage that China has right now uh, in researching and applying AI. Um, the metaverse would not exist without artificial intelligence. The metaverse is so far, uh, and I, I say that very carefully. So far, mostly about games that you can play. Uh, you know, you put on a clunky headset and it makes you look like a platypus or something, and um, uh, and then you you know you can have a saber fight with a with a dragon. Um, or you can pretend that you're flying over the Eiffel Tower and looking down on Paris. It's all very realistic by, by most standards, but it's only touching the beginning of potential for the metaverse. Um, I read recently that, that people are dating in the metaverse, uh, you know, so that you never have to show your pers- person of interest what you really look like. You can just have an avatar. I think they're, they're now called quins. Um, that make you look uh, like a movie star or a sports sports hero or something like that. It's fine if that's what you want to do. That is not how you find love. Sorry. (laughs) You know, I'm an old-fashioned guy. Um, And so what China is doing is applying its AI research to creating a more realistic, a a more compelling metaverse. And I believe that their goal is to become the sole provider of AI-powered metaverses, I'm using plural, uh, and nobody, at least I don't think China has the best intentions when it comes to supplying things and services to the rest of the world. I think they want to control those things.
0: Right. There's some cyber experts I've spoken to who are also bringing up the dating analogy and that you don't know who you're in that room with. And some are talking about chat rooms or like projects. And that seems to bring up some national security concerns. So going forward, do you see any laws being implemented or what do you see happening with the metaverse?
5: You know, I love America and I'm very proud to be an American. Um, but these days we are a naive people. Americans far too often, think that nothing bad can happen to them. If there's a product out there that they're able to access, well, somebody must have checked it out and made sure it's safe, right? And then they're surprised when they don't. When, when, they, when they find out that there has been no pre-checking, and there's been no guarantees, which is what Americans always want, a guarantee that everything's okay. There's no such guarantee in the metaverse. And in fact, there's no such guarantee with artificial intelligence. These are not people making decisions these are machines and it's very difficult to talk a machine out of doing something that it doesn't want to do
0: given these very real dangers what can the average american do to maybe combat that is it education what is
5: it well i think you mentioned mark zuckerberg earlier the 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 head of meta the former facebook um he was quoted as saying that someday we will live all our lives in the metaverse. Now, why would he say something like that? Well, there's a lot of problems in this world. There's poverty, there's hunger, there's inflation now, there's climate change, there's racism, there, there's, there's injustice all over the place. The metaverse seems to be offering an escape from this miserable planet of ours into some place that's perfect. Everything you want, you can have. Anyone you want, you can have anything you want to do is fine. This is not real life. And to consider the possibility that we would live our life in the metaverse means that we're not living a life.
0: And John, any last words you'd like to add?
5: You know, I say this and and I hope I don't sound like too much of a Cold War dinosaur, but we have to understand that China, the People's Republic of China is not our friend. Um, It wants to dominate us, it wants to destroy America, and it wants to uh, be in a position to call all the shots for the rest of the world. Uh, We buy so much Chinese junk just because it's there and because it's two cents cheaper than getting something made in America. Stand up for your country. You don't have to be a soldier. You don't have to go fight. Just buy something made in America instead of the junk that China sends over here. And please remember, they're not our friends.
0: John, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you on the show. It was a pleasure. That's all for today's China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocus at ntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow.